if uh, later today Bumper to Bumper comes on, the way Dan Barrero opens up his show, I wonder if today he's going to say, this is your, could everybody just be quiet Fan radio, okay, fan radio. Yeah, if that, if that's the case on that, phone lines are wide open today at 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Jack Michael Show coming live and direct from our Gunderson Jewelers Studio. OMG, oh my, Gunderson's. Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. Lots to unpack if you're familiar with our Monday shows. This power hour, we do uh, your good, bad, ugly, and great from the weekend. You can text those in. You can certainly phone those in today. My guess, in the wake of the Vikings game, there's probably some uh, fallout on that. In the wake of Ohio State and Notre Dame, maybe there's something on that. In the wake of Miami putting up 70 on the board, there's probably a little fallout on that. Colorado went out and got it handed to them. There's maybe some good, bad, ugly, and great involved in that. Taylor Swift. Okay. Well, stealing the show. <laughs> stealing the well, show. It wasn't much of a show other than, you know. Stealing the uh-huh. show. There's yeah. something on that. The, the the twins clinched over the weekend. There's there's could be something that could be part of your great over the weekend. Derek, a lot of Mondays bring a lot of stuff to unpack. And this is one of those Mondays where where, where we don't have enough show right. today. It's gonna have to be stretched out over a couple of days. To do that. Pardon you're back from Minneapolis, St. Paul. Thanks for the sound. I did. Uh, oh, mm, I, I pulled down some Matt Walner sound for me, too. I forgot yeah. to put that in, but I do have that in my uh, my thing. We can maybe get to that uh, uh, later on and in the I show today. I should have today. Christian Darisaw around, too, to chat with him a little bit after yeah. yesterday's game. It was a, obviously a tough loss. I, I, I don't understand a lot of things when it comes to, you know, as far as what you're going to do at the end of a game – Mm-hmm. Why you wouldn't clock that? Is that what the, did the got to be the number one water cooler talk for Viking fans? I just fans. don't number understand one water that cooler one. talk for Viking fans. And, and here's part of the reason because people there's a lot of talk. You've seen the headlines about Kirk Cousins says the crowd noise blamed. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. and that's one of the reasons you clock it because there was so much noise. And part of the reason that the noise came in is because Justin Jefferson was entering the game again. And so human nature took over for the rubes out sure, there, right? Hey, and so they, cheering and, and, and you got to go clock that. I'm sorry, you just do. You can't. You ha, you got to settle things down a little bit. I understand the motive to keep your momentum, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you were there, you're like clock it because it was just it was chaos. You can tell there's confusion. Take a breath and go that way. By the way, we talked about the rule change that should have been done many many years ago about fumbling the ball into the end zone and you right, lose right, possession. Right, right. So on an incomplete pass, if a player gets legitimately injured, why do you get a five-yard penalty out of that? It didn't hurt the Vikings in the end because they got the first down. Right. But if the clock has stopped anyway, and we're trying to talk about player safety, I'm sorry. If there's a running play and someone gets injured, I get the concept behind it, right? Ten-second runoff or you lose five yards, that type of thing. But my heavens, why – if it's an incomplete pass, I don't get it. That, I mean, maybe I'm alone on that, but that seems strange to me. Uh, but they needed to clock that there yeah, just that, so that, the way that everything was going. It was a mess. You like the way I started today if Barrero, if Dan and uh, J.G. started show, this is your, could you all just be quiet? <laughs> fan, fan radio network. I know. You know it, it, Mike, but speaking of injury, Mike Williams, uh, season-ending ACL tear uh, for the Chargers. Season-ending ACL tear for Mike Williams. That uh, oh, oh. that was the injury yesterday. 
Uh, that's apparently ready. Uh, he should be ready for training camp next year. Uh, Williams, one of the Chargers' top targets since the end of the league in 2017, in a three-year, $60 million contract in uh, in March of 22, leaves Minnesota's game in the third quarter in a medical cart, got a pass in the third, went to make a move on Harrison Smith, planted his left leg, was tackled from behind, boom, torn ACL, season ending. So that that Man. that hurt. That uh, There's a lot to get to. What, what Derek is getting at is – and and here's why I think a lot of here's why I'm here. Follow me on this, Derek. This is why I'm a little shaken of the head. Kirk Cousins has been around for a long time. Yeah, he has been a he's. There isn't. A, I bet you there probably isn't a situation that occurs in the game of football that Kirk Cousins is 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 deer in the headlights. Uh, do you agree? I mean, he's probably been in most. Most situations that you can think of in the game of football, he's played a lot of football. Yeah, I don't know if I'd describe him as a deer in the headlights guy as much right. as. But I mean, there there isn't a situation that he hasn't seen that he hasn't seen that that, that's that should, be, that put, should yep. put him in a. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't. You know, where an internal clock of a veteran quarterback, once he feels what you just described, the 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 chaos that is U.S. Bank. The chaos I can't hear as a tick, 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 tick goes down where there's something just instinctually doesn't pop off in Kirk and say, boys, just get up, boom, clock this Well, thing. I think that's a good point because I was thinking of that too because I don't think back in the day when you had situations like this and you can go for someone who is great as a John Elway or mm-hmm. a Favre in those situations that we saw so many times, right, Aaron Rodgers how many times, Tom Brady, for that matter, obviously, asked yes. the Atlanta Falcons, where I doubt they had the offensive coordinator in the headphones tell him what he had to do, right? I mean, they just did it, that, and, you know, by instinct, and I think that is – it's what I've always uh, said. It's the, uh. it's the difference between a really good quarterback – I'm not going to say a good quarterback, a really good quarterback, which Kirk Cousins is, yep. from having that it factor to be a great one. And because Kirk Cousins manufactured a lot of comeback wins last year. Sure. Let's be, let's be honest. They won a lot He's of tight games, yes. But it's just it's that it factor in situations like that that keeps him from being one of the great ones. And, and, and it's, it's a shame because they think he's a good guy, and it's there. Yeah. He just has to let it out. Well, the numbers show it. I, I, I'll say this, too, and I said this this morning on our, on our sister station, KFGO. That there's probably there's I'm sure a degree of of of, of finger pointing to go around there. There's probably a degree of that that's happening in Vikings camp. You know, you, 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 can they learn from this? Of course. The problem is the National Football League, and you're only three. Yeah. There's been like one team since uh, what have you that have that have, that have made the put. We know all the numbers on this, Derek. Well, and you lost two home games that you really had a good chance to and, win. And here's the final thing on this, and then we'll get into everybody's good, bad, ugly, and great because there was a lot out there. I mean, college football was just <laughs> Notre Dame, Ohio State was this, and then Rhino Day going on, Lou Holtz, I can't believe he's seven, all of that. But here's the other thing, and this this is, you know, Viking fans, I'm going to say, don't put yourself in that position. Don't put yourself in a position where it comes down to that. Are there things that could have happened, Derek, in that football game that that have that would have turned that game around. So you're not worried about not hearing a play call coming in. There's delaying. You don't have any timeouts left. Clock the ball. You got to rush up and you throw it against him. You know th- the problem with all of this, Derek, 
And this happens in baseball, too. We see a guy maybe make an error late in the game, and you're like, oh, I can't believe you made that error. Well, in the second inning, what could you have done? Well, third inning, you right. stranded two. No. Fourth inning, you stranded this. And I know it's not what you look at, but but that time in between, the Vikings should have had a pick. You know, that's a, it's a tough ball, when, a, a tough situation when you when you should have a pick. And it goes for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, that's, how many points is that? That's, that's, seven that's, right that's a seven-point swing I mean, at least. So well, you could probably wrap up the game there, most likely. It's uh, So there's a lot to unpack, isn't there, Derek, on this? I well, mean, it's one of those there. things where all the breaks that you got last year, they're just going the opposite this year. Right. I mean, to your point, you get them on a three and out to start the game. You march down the field, and then you fumble the ball again. I mean, that's <laughs> oh you start off with a seven. minus one right away. You're marching into the end zone, and you fumble the ball. That just is a just a microcosm of what everything is. Seven lost fumbles. Seven, 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 seven lost fumbles. They played three games, Dark. That's an average of over two per game. That's unreal. Seven lost fumbles. That, and that, to me, that's the story as much as anything, right? To me, Indeed. just a turn, turnover. You know, and, you know, we're, we're going to sit that, that, that catch at the end of the game, too, bounces up. I mean, you just can't make Everything. it up. The, the, all the breaks that you're not getting right now. Now, as I said to Christian Darisol yesterday, I mean, 17 game schedule, you make it, you can still get in, right? I mean, this division. But, boy, the Packers made things interesting with a comeback yeah, from behind victory. Yeah, I mean, and, and how about Derek Carr's injury, though? Boy, ouch. separated an AC joint. We'll talk with Doc about this. I don't think he's out for the year, but he's out. But Jordan Love making, making, making some plays. Well, here's the thing, too, is that another reason to hate Thursday Night Football, my heavens, you have this matchup th- you know, three days from now with the Lions, Lions and the Packers. Packers. I mean, that's tough, and – I mean, I, I, as a Viking fan, you hope they beat each other up a little bit, but sure. to have a the two division leaders right now face off in a short week, that's a tough ask in my opinion. Oof. I just can't stand Thursday football in the NFL should only be on Thanksgiving. Just for, the, for those of you that, that uh, to Derek's point, then we'll get to the phone lines today. The uh, the the Vikings were 11 and 0 in in one score games in 2022. Yeah. They were 11-0. and 0. They are 0-3 this year, not losing any of its games by more than six points. Unbelievable. There's your stat. Uh, 237-3767 gets you in. Lots to get to. Uh, by the way, Friday, Dirk, when you were uh, heading down to yeah. uh, we gave away some great uh, Megadeth concerts. You got all you, you played the yeah, fun. <clears throat> then, I, then I teased this week that uh, we may find some time to give away some. And Nickelback always is a montage on Monday. Yeah, you got your Monday montage and Nickelbacks, and we got Nickelback so we got tickets. Nickelback tickets later, this later on this week. Nice. Yeah. Who do we bring on first, Eric? Rob is ready to oh, roll. Oh, Rob's always got the good, bad, ugly, and great. I'm sure there's going to be a twinkle of big blue, maybe even a little love to Ohio State. No, maybe not. Hi, Rob. Oh. How are you doing? <laughs> Jack just tried to distract me so I don't bring up Dallas. <laughs> yeah. How about that? I forgot to bury that lead. I shouldn't have buried that lead. My, my boys from the computer baseball league drafts said, Jack, you better bring it up. I agree. That was terrible. Loss in the desert. Dak Prescott, <laughs> interception. That's one. Now they've got to win something that they haven't. Yeah, that yeah, was bad. That was bad. That was all. For, oh, for a team that looks like they're in the Caleb Williams type, you know, and try to get rid of Kyler Murray. I don't know. That's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing it. I, mean, I don't mean to <laughs> jab that in, but thanks for bringing it up. I totally forgot about well, that. Right. See, so you brought up um, the San Diego receiver there that unfortunately had the knee injury in the what, third quarter against the Vikings. Yeah. But how about your guy, 
um, well, we should say almost sort of like one layer removed, one of us, you know, Stefan Diggs's brother on the Cowboys oh. uh, defensive back in, yeah. in practice, wasn't it? Yep. Like Thursday last week? Yep. yep, and he's out for the year, Trayvon oh Diggs. Gosh. And you can't tell me that that doesn't make a difference, but even with that, uh, oh, yeah. you know, still. But you're right. You're right. Plays a factor. I mean, that, that that's that's almost, you know, more brutal than losing him in the game. I mean, not that you ever want to lose a, a good or great player for the season period, but goodness gracious. Ugh. Um, I, I don't want to dwell on that too much, the injury aspect, but, um, I wanted, uh, yeah, I give you guys, uh, at least the good, bad, the ugly and great, but, uh, I guess good to me, of course, I'm going to bring up Florida state and Michigan, both getting wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, winning that Clemson's but, big for Florida state. I mean, they're, they're on the rate of the college football playoff. If they don't, you know, <laughs> trip up yeah. somewhere, where they can, I mean, they can. Yep, yep. And Florida State was actually missing, I can't remember all their names, but two or three pretty good players against Clemson. And uh, I guess it kind of goes to, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Paul Feinbaum or somebody talking about Clemson, unfortunately, being not the tier that they were at as a team or whatever the past decade or so. Right. Um, You know, they finally... Who knows what whatever is caught up with them or or whatever, but uh, the bad I was gonna just throw out there was yeah Vikings Dallas. Um, y- hey, well, let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. When you guys were watching the Vikings game yesterday in the third quarter, with about was it about four or three minutes to go when KJ scores that touchdown, and I was like, you're so close to the fourth quarter, they should just go for two now. Because to kick a PAT and still be down, you know, another score that isn't a field goal. They scored with like, they scored with three oh one in the third quarter. That that right. touchdown. Yeah, right? you I, I totally agree with you. They're talking about on the PowerShip morning show this morning and a few said, okay. Oh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I I, I was like, I do because I can do math because you don't Chasing right. chasing four or five points in the fourth quarter doesn't really make that yeah. much of a difference. I, I you got to try yeah. for it there, and that's yep. what it comes down to. And I don't I, think I, I think I they're getting confused by their own math. I mean, Mike Grimm was in on that too, but I mean, it, that's four or five points in the fourth quarter does not mean that much if you're if you're chasing that. So it, right. I, I should say it's either so it's either going to be three or five, right? It would have been twenty one twenty one eighteen. Yeah, if they if converted it to right or twenty one right. sixteen, if they don't make it, correct. Yeah, so it's but really right. no but, difference but there. No, sixteen to seventeen yeah. doesn't matter as much. Yet. It's, it's yep. four or five. Right. Is yeah, right. that's right. Yep. It just, uh, the ugly, unfortunately, is the state of Colorado. Right, we're whew. talking Buffaloes and then Broncos. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, it was a rough Talk weekend there. Face, did you hear face plant football? <laughs> did you see <laughs> seventy points? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that lead too. Oh, I guess I did mention that in part of the open, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, who was the uh, – I forget the lineman that was uh, – they put a mic in front of him, and obviously must have – hopefully they had a seven-second delay and nobody was live when they did that because there were some ex- <laughs> expletives that were drawn out there. And he goes, I've been here X number of years. All I've done is lost. I forget the name of the lineman that – Yeah, that would have been tough. Yeah, the, I saw that. I oh. saw the clip of it last night late. That That's I tough. Miss. 70. Well, a very you know proud organization, right, that have to go through this right now. Yeah. I, I don't know, Sean Payton, how long it's going to take him to rebuild that thing, but Oof. what an ugly mess – and I guess you could see the the Buffalo thing coming, right? Because Oregon's really good. Like Oregon, yeah. might go to the college football playoff and win the whole enchilada, you know. So I gotta keep that in mind because I have a friend who's an Iowa fan too, and I I said, well, don't feel too bad about that because they might 
and you know this, Rob. I mean, they're going to give Michigan and Ohio State all they can handle in that division. They're they're yeah. good, and so that's oh yeah. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, you want ugly? Well, oh, I did, do you notice how I kept the Gophers? <laughs> do you notice how I kept the Gophers? Oh yeah. Oh, I so in. I stayed at my. Uh, I, I went down yep. after the boys' wedding on Friday. We'll get right. to that a little bit, and then. Uh, Saturday, I said, you know, I'm just going to do a little vacation for myself. So Saturday, I went to the Twins, and then Sunday, I did the Vikings. And I was debating which to go to. I thought, okay, I'll go to the Vikings for a while. If it gets to be a blowout, whatever, one way or the other, maybe I'll go catch the Twins, get some more interviews, because sure. they're more relevant right now with just everything that's going on. Come back to Fargo, stop at Charlie's Cafe, so have I, a shredded salad, some chicken. I stay at my aunt's down in Lakeville. On, on, just caught up with her. I haven't seen her in a while. Gave her all the deets on the uh, wedding and all that. And uh, went to bed. With the Gophers up by 21 points. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, wow. check my phone, and like, they blew that game? Are you the same serious? Thing. <laughs> Are you serious right now? I didn't even want to text To Northwestern? I, I, yeah. That's a bad loss. That's a bad loss for that program. Nice right? win oh, yeah. for Northwestern. Bad loss for PJ. Right. Oh, yeah. my heavens. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, well, Rob. Well, did you, especially... Did you, yeah, no, I was just going to say, especially with Northwestern being that offseason stuff that they had was... Was it the hazing? Yeah, that, that they had this—I uh, yeah. don't know what you want to call it—scandal or controversy. Yeah, the fallout they, you know, from that in the, disarray. Yeah, the fallout from that, and and David Braun trying to collect this thing together as an interim, the former uh, coordinator at North Dakota State, and and apparently, you know, for him, great. Right. For Northwestern, fantastic. I mean, that uh, they probably stormed the field. I didn't see the video. But my guess is they probably stormed a little bit of the field there at Northwestern. Yeah, they're storming that, the field against Minnesota well, with what's you know, going on is, there. That's, again, they that's look a sad scene of affairs. Look where they're at right now. <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. a, I, this is a total re – I mean, it, this is going to be a thing where P.J. in the offseason, okay, we got to get everything in order because this is a throwaway right now. Before, Rob, before we, we let you go, the uh, the uh, uh, what's, your, what's your one grade? If you had to pick out one grade among everything else – from the weekend? Oh, good goodness! I mean, I there's there's plenty, but I uh, I kind of think you gotta um, laud the uh, is it McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins, for sort of like serving back to Sean Payton the things that one dose of or or you know piece <laughs> right. of what he has served so many times when he was the coach of the Saints because wasn't it like when am I am I like faulty on my memory here but. When Sean Payton was the coach of the Saints, didn't it seem like it was like once or twice a year, or every other year at least, that some team would go into New Orleans when they had Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and they would get just run, yeah. right? Yeah. And and well, and the Vikings so Christmas Day a few years bad. ago. You're right. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> right. They, they, it would be a right. video. It would be a right. video game. It would be a video can, game blowout. Yeah. Can Can I offer two amazing things that yeah. I caught okay. or heard? So, what was it? The The Dolphins were the first. NFL team ever to have in the same game five passing and five rushing touchdowns. That sounds and they about were the right. Second, yeah, they were the second NFL team ever to get both 300 yards passing and 300 yards rushing, and they did all that in the same game. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Like, oh wow, it was like, insane. That was college football stuff. I was so happy that I uh, I, I started Tua instead of uh, well not <laughs> Joe Burrow because nobody knows with Joe tonight it's a game time decision but right. I, I was so tickled pink I'm like oh that worked gonna, out well Daddy's gonna get some points then I realized who I'm up against this yeah. week in fantasy that Justin that Herbert decision looks like it oh no <laughs> yeah. yeah identical points well, 
It that, washed. That could be the that could be the great too because Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert both had career performances against the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, sadly enough, they ever. oh man, Rob, good stuff. Oh. We got to get moving along. Thank you for Have the a call. Great day. Appreciate it. See, we told you there was a lot to unpack. We time out. Doc Phil joins us around the corner. Derek, there was just so much. Not to mention Taylor Swift. Byron Mur- Murphy Jr. still looking for number thirteen out there. That was oh. Oh, man. Two programs that if. The, Chicago and Denver in the NFL. Talk about pride and programs. It's a. It looks like a dumpster fire going on in Chicago. I feel. I feel. T- I, I, I'm empathetic to uh, to uh, to Fields, Derek. Every time he drops back, it's like he's done. He's got a. He got a rush. Chicago's. It, it just doesn't look good. And then Denver, seventy to twenty. Say no more. Doc Phil coming up around the corner is a Monday edition. Jack Michael show. Derek Hansen and seven forty. The fan. Make Tommy's Express Car Walk. Doctor, doctor. Give me the news, I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Doc? Oh, here he is, Dr. Phil Johnson, joining us on our roundtable today. Always good to talk to Doc. We'll get into various injuries, as we said. Williams, the uh, receiver out for uh, the, uh, the Chargers, torn ACL, planted, Tackled from behind, kind of cut, boom, all those things came together. Uh, Derek Carr was the one thing that a lot of folks were were wondering about. The Saints quarterback and believes he has suffered an AC joint sprain. Turns out that one uh, is not expected to be season-ending. So the AC joint, not season-ending for you Derek Carr uh, followers out there. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Good, Jack. And you? Not bad. It was a... uh, Busy weekend, like I, Derek and I have been saying here, Doc, it might take a few days just to unravel uh, the weekend. Not the very least, it would have been a celebratory night Friday night for those Minnesota Twins. It, it, yeah. Even though it kind of took a while for them to close that game out, uh, they did it and they, they won the division. And then, you know, yeah, that was pretty good. I was in Barnesville, Doc. I was hanging out in Barnesville. Great folks out there. Holly in Barnesville Friday night. Oh, good. Barnesville looks pretty tough. Uh, yeah. Turns they out. Kind of, <laughs> unfortunately for, here's the deal, though. Unfortunately for Holly, Pelican came out and punched Barnesville in the mouth the week before, and it was eight to six Pelican Rapids at halftime. That's incredible because I'll tell yeah. you, Doc, and, and Derek, as you know, that was our Friday night game of the week. Uh, I'm looking at Barnesville going, who, who beats this team? Yeah. Well, Pelicans uh, give them a lot of credit. They're they're tough. I mean, they're yeah, good. Good I mean, for Pelicans. And uh, yeah, they, 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 so they get they got a good team. I mean, they're going to be a, and they'll get the Tommy Guler back probably by the time the sections come around. So, and he's a very young, talented young man, both on the basketball court and the uh, football field. So, if he if he's back, that's going to be a team to be a reckon with. Phil, I don't know. You, you're so, you're an athlete. People that uh, just think Doc is an orthopedic surgeon, Doc Phil, and 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 a, and a cerebral and educated and all that. He is but also was an athlete. Now, I don't know what your greatest game was in pick your sport, your biggest night. So I'm, I'm in Barnesville calling Barnesville and Holly, and Barnesville's got part of that power tee back. I want to you know, use a myriad of them. Uh, I had a kid named Major Ness. He's a what, sophomore, Derek? Sophomore? Correct. Yeah. So I don't know what you are when you're a sophomore, 15, 16, maybe something like yep. that. So, Doc, he has uh, his first run from scrimmage, 29-yard touchdown. His second run from scrimmage, 50-yard touchdown. He has an interception somewhere in between there because he plays both sides of the ball. Then then decides, 
to pick off a pass and run it 80 yards back for a touchdown. <laughs> so he's got two rushing touchdowns and a pick six worth 80 yards that he had to go through. And then just for good measure, 25-yard touchdown reception. He had two rushing touchdowns, a pick six, and a receiving touchdown. I thought, yeah, he's doing all right. Kid's having a pretty good game, Doc. So I don't know, Doc. Can you can you challenge that? Can you rival that? Boy, personally, mm, not that I recall. Although we did we did hang a big number on Wofford when I was a senior and had a few touchdown passes yeah. and reception there. But no, I don't think I can challenge that. You know, the other kids, the other two kids that are really good that the in the region that people need to watch is that fullback from Fargo North who just oh, yeah. turned the jet Fargo South and, and nobody was even close to him. And then there's a kid that's, that's the fullback and linebacker for Detroit Lakes who's going to the Gophers. Um, I watched him play in person, and he's a load too. I mean, um, there's some quality players in, in, in the region here this year, and I hope people are getting out and watching that because those kids can play. And North and South, speaking of that, that was a tight one too over the weekend. Uh, yeah. North right. able to get the win. Yeah, that's, like the good old days there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's old school stuff that's right there. Day, but you know, it was yeah, it was it was good, you know, because JD wasn't on the sideline, so that I think maybe that might have been a little impetus for North yeah. to. Uh, you know, to just go that extra bit and beat their arch rival. John Darling had the uh, uh, the the service. I think was Saturday, was it? And the and it was good. Friday, yeah. Good. I imagine you were there, John Darling, one of the hey, just another another person lost too soon, uh, obviously. Yep. And, and what a what a great man in the community. Hey, I just want to say so. If people are interested about what truly a non-contact ACL injury is and what it looks like, okay, yes. Williams yesterday for San Diego, that's a classic. He stopped, he planted, and the knee gave out. That's it. Contracted quad maximally. You can't get a better picture of a non-contact ACL than that one. And I'm sure there's plenty of video out there. But, you know, if people are interested in that, just look at that. That's how you get a non-contact ACL. And um, it's unfortunate because that will end his season. But but that's... Uh, you know that's just a classic, just a classic video of how you how you get one of those. I uh, and I always ask you when this happens on non-contacts are are they preventable by any stretch of the imagination? You know, and and your answer probably is not necessarily because you don't know when you're yeah. you're going to have that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a combination of things. It's a combination of the surfaces, the footwear, the contraction of the quadriceps. Um, so there's there's about three elements in there that really kind of put you at high risk, and and we obviously know this football's at high risk and basketball as well because of the quick stopping, starting, change of direction activities that always occur uh, during some part of the game. But uh, you know people typically think, oh, you got to get hit. No, you know most of the ACLs are non-contact, um, and it's just because of the fact you're changing direction, you're stopping real quick, you're pivoting. Um, and most of the time, the quadricep is just overwhelming that hamstring, and the hamstring can't stop it. And it pulls that tibia right from out underneath you, and that goes your ACL. We, uh, I'll throw this at, at, at Doc and Derek, and maybe it's just the uh, the sign of the times we live in. We just have more platforms today. We have uh, uh, Twitter or X. We have Facebook. We have shows that are going on every platform. We have College Game Day. That's huge. That is boomed across with millions of viewers. So so if anybody that's in an analyst position, you know, Michael Strahan, uh, Dan Michaels asked me this morning, goes, do you, I think it was Michael questioning Kevin O'Connell 
or the coaching. I'm not, I don't want to paraphrase without knowing what he said. I didn't see it on a Good Morning America show or whatever Michael's on. So my point being is this. So so uh, <laughs> the Ohio State well, noted. Not, if you watch in, you know, after the game, he was calling for him to be fired. They, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So for Kevin O'Connell to be fired. Yeah. No, no, no. He was calling for. Um, the, the Chargers coach to be fired. Oh, for going for a fourth, fourth and one. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. could you imagine yep. what it would have been like for Chargers fans if they would have blown that game it, it after that? Been, it would have been oh. insane. And and he would have, he oh. would, Staley would have would have would have justified it somehow, Doc. But it would have been a hard justification. Well, you know what? You know what? His answer wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. The, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I saw his thought process and everything, but I'm kind of going. Yeah, but you really didn't establish the run game at all during the game, you know, and to think you're going to do <laughs> 30, it. 30 yards rush. <laughs> and, and then they just do a single back, you know, I mean, yeah. if you're going to do that, get them all right next to the line and push them forward. His point I mean, being is if they, right, his point being, what Doc's point is, Derek, obviously his point being if they don't make it, they're, they're plus four and a field goal doesn't tie the game. So we're going to roll the right. right. Those, we're going to roll these dice, and we'll, we'll defend the four as opposed to da 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 da. Yeah, I mean that's not crazy talk. You know, you're not giving no, them a chip no, it, field goal, but you better have but, something in your weaponry that can get you that. First well, also, time. so the Vikings are out timeouts, so you know that you can right. boom it and then make it even more difficult for them to march all the way down right. the field and, and get the touchdown. Right. So yeah, he got bailed out. He got bailed it, out it, on it, yeah. It, uh, Did he ever? I, I think the, the the coaching notebook says the latter. I mean, punt it deep and then make them come all the way back. And but no timeout. My my point in all of this is that in the day, and whenever that day was, prior to a lot of just all the social media, if 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 Phil Johnson and in, in your relative sport had you had caught wind that someone had said something, or maybe a reporter did a pregame piece and, and it found itself in a newspaper and maybe you took those comments out of con- then you'd tear the newspaper out and slam it on your locker room and that would be the the uh, the thing. So I, I'm catching Ohio State's postgame show and Ryan Day was lit. Man, he was, uh, and, and I, heard, I played that in the montage here, but he was fired up uh, because, uh, you, know, you know, Lou Holtz, uh, apparently called uh, called out the the Buckeyes' toughness in predicting a I mean, fighting Irish victory earlier in the week. <laughs> and he goes up. So I'm thinking, we, and that's not the only one. You can go to Washington State's post game. You can go to you know calling out people and think, Doc, does it just feel like we're just living in a world right now in sport <laughs> because there's just so many people with microphones and podcasts and shows that everything's bulletin board everything. Now, everything is a bulletin board situation today. Well, and you're right. I mean, you know, it's it's 24-hour. It's it's every little comment. I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where maybe we should just do like we did in the old days. They didn't have a press conference after the game most of the time back in the 70s and 80s. Then they had the coaches show on Monday night, and that's where, you know, stuff would come out. Cooler heads have prevailed. Right. I mean, maybe we need to get that. But, but, but everybody wants this instant news, and they're sticking microphones. I mean, the classic one, remember when, uh, uh, oh, the golfer used to be running night football, and she put that microphone in front of um, Joe Namath? The, uh, Susie Colbert? The Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Oh, uh, Pete Carroll? Oh, Rich, uh, Richard Sherman or Richard, Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, Richard Sherman. Yeah. Oh, and it just, just lit everybody up. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of emotion. You know, especially in that Notre Dame Ohio State game. I mean, holy cow, that was a great game. And 
you know, it's unfortunate Notre Dame lost, but they had a chance to win and they didn't secure it. And I think that, you know, we're getting to a point where you, you got to give these guys a little time. There's a lot of emotion, a lot of adrenaline flowing through them. And sometimes they're saying stuff that, you know, they wish they would have back. And, and so maybe, you know, they talk about the cooling off period. It may need to be a lot longer. Like you leave those guys alone for, for hours and then maybe the next day, especially if it's a night game. So I mean, Dan, I Dan, Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning, coach of Oregon, when he dropped the "they're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins," I'm like, yeah. oh, but baby. what happened to like head coaches? I mean, players was one thing, but how about coaches just yeah. trying to be above the fray? Because remember when we were way back when, and I don't think it was your show. I think it was when David Moulton was. Okay. During the noon show on this more back or less in the station. ticket days, yeah, back in the late nineties, calls into the show, and man, he just everyone's like, "Hey, man, don't put your rabbit ears up, please." Listen to sports talk radio, right? <laughs> and I think the same thing would be for sports talk radio or Twitter or whatever. You just you got to be above it, don't you? I mean, Coach right. Bowl used to yeah. talk about being in a submarine and almost well, felt like. And, and I agree with this part too. It's not like maybe coaches Phil and Derek. Weren't saying it, but we, we we said it. They said it in uh, in kind of a privacy in your own locker room. We've right. kind of stayed in the club. Right now, that's. I mean, that's I think, totally out the door now. I for think sure. when Lanning said that to the Ducks, I, maybe he said it after the game too. But I think when he said that to his team, was to pump them up like in that before the game kind of moment. Well, and I don't have. Yeah, you're right. When you're right? referencing the the before the thing, the camera. I don't think he realized there was a camera in there that was yeah. going to get out. Yeah, that that should be totally between him and his team too. I think right. that's unfortunate. And what's shocking to me is these guys are so the CEO of their company, right? These coaches. How did he not know that there's a camera in his locker room? That seems weird <laughs> to me that he wouldn't have right. an idea of that. That that seems a little far fetched. He, he knew. <laughs> right. They know, they know because they they because I've been there, done that. They come in and tell you that, okay, it's a certain amount of time we're coming in with the camera. Is that okay, coach? And they have to sign off on it. That's Did, not something they just show up. I, no, I, they sign off on it. On this point, Doc, did did the Soviet Union, did the, did the Russians hear her Brooks speech right after the, or did that leak out in 1980? <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably not. We played them 10, they might win nine, but not tonight. You know, the whole speech, right? Did, did the Russians, did that leak out right away? Or did that not come out until like the movie The Miracle came out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good point. No, yeah. it, it, it came out soon thereafter because the players were talking about it. Oh, but, sure. You know, but nothing for any billboard material. Yeah, it didn't leak out of the locker room like the minute he said it, right. and all of a sudden he, someone translated right. went, went over to the Soviets and then said, let's uh, let's go. <laughs> oh. That leaked out right away. They'd been doing more crushers after the game. <laughs> On the line. Again. 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 Uh, it, was, uh, it was nuts. Tough one for the Gophers, as we talked about, Derek. I don't know, and Phil, I, you know, that's uh, – the, where I was reading a big story, uh, the, uh, the story on the Big Ten – where they should just uh, do away with the championships and, and the, the you know, anyway. Well, I think if you look at the West Division, you yeah. probably have a good a good uh, argument. Man, what a beating Iowa took from Penn State. And I mean, you know, and then obviously Iowa's down. You know, the two running backs are gone, and their tight, tight end's gone. And, and I don't think McNamara is very healthy. He's limping a lot. Um, you know, they're, they've, they've got a lot of problems there and I don't know how you quickly solve them but uh, they better do something 
Penn State's um, pretty good though too. They're going to give Michigan and Ohio oh, State yeah. all they can handle. I mean, there's that's a absolutely. I love their wide receiving core. Boy, they're yeah. good. They've got some. They've got some fast kids that can can catch the ball and, and go. But but I mean, the West Division. I mean, it's just Wisconsin's to lose at this point. You know, everybody else is just like, oh, you know, they're just playing to finish the season already. But you think about it too. This is not a new issue. I mean, this was talked about quite a bit in the SEC when it was Alabama and Auburn every year, right? Like the Iron Bowl is deciding who's going to go and win the. SEC championship for what a ten year run in the SEC yeah. too. So it, it it's not once Tim Tebow graduated, it was kind of Alabama and Auburn show there for a while. Whether it be Cam Newton or whoever. So I mean, this does happen when you have dominant teams, and that's what Michigan and Ohio State have been for the past ten years. Yeah, and I'll throw Penn State in the mix too. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, they're back up to where they should be and where they've been before. But you know, it, it's all about money. It's all about generating money for the NCAA. They want that that championship game which i think is is not a great game you're just putting the kids at risk uh for being out of the potential playoff situation too and i'm not sure that it really solves anything other than you get another trophy in your trophy case but um yeah i i haven't been a big proponent of it and just for that reason i think these championship games are are really only for the money i mean if you can't determine from the record who the champion of the league is at the end of the season well, what do we play the regular season games for, too? I mean, I can see both sides, though. I get it. I think um, when you go to 18 teams, I think you're 100% right. As someone who's you know been yeah. bantering for a college football playoff bowl incorporated for a long time, you go to 12 yep. teams like they're going to go to in a couple of years, what good does a conference championship game do you? I mean, because that, exactly. that makes no sense uh, whatsoever. The article I was reading today, yep. and that yep. might have been in a nation's newspaper, says the big title, of course, clickbait, the Big Ten needs to cancel its championship game. says we keep picking on the Big Ten West, but I was whiteout, whitewashed at the hands of Penn State, as well as the lackluster performance of the rest of the division. doesn't provide much hope that the conference finale would be a little more than a formality, whichever member of the top ten trio emerges, emerges from the East, so on and so forth. <laughs> By the way, that's, so does the SEC. SEC West was the toughest division in the Bulls subdivision this year. Right. No team in the division is scary. Yes, that even includes Alabama, which did enough to get by Ole Miss, but certainly doesn't look like it can hang a 50-burger on, on the, uh, uh, as Crimson Tide teams of recent could. So you're right on, on both of these. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's, you know what? who's going to beat them I for the West? Right. I hate to say it, but what do you guys think? I think the portal has created a significant amount of parity in college football. Oh, for sure. But I will say, I mean, I mean it's, it's amazing how, you know, the, the like in Alabama, and they're not running over people at all like they used to. And I mean, and you can just go right down the line. I mean, you can, you can, except maybe Georgia, but you can look at all those teams. Michigan's still good. They've, they've, they've got a lot of good kids that they, that came in though. And uh, I think that, you know, the, the portal is, as much as you want to talk about it, it probably has created a fair amount of parity, which is good. You, mean, now we've got competitive games, and, and they're fun to watch. Right. I'd imagine the talent is being somewhat saturated because of the portal. But I would like to see this, Phil and Derek, uh, a breakdown of the portal. Because anytime we talk about the portal, we always reference skill position guys. Right, we we, we the, the quarterback, you know, Bo Nix and what what who know we reference skill position guys, wideouts, quarterbacks, all those. That, and but to me, still college football, the the strength of a lot of these teams is still in their you know defensive fronts or their corners, depending on if you're talking about. And I wonder how many breakdowns of by position of premier players uh, have entered the portal and gone to a, a you know another. You know, a Big Ten player that entered the portal, a, a lineman that went over to the SEC and now is bolstering the front 
uh, for pick your SEC team. We always hear about the skill guys, you know. Okay, you've got some extra time this week. Uh, let's. Yeah, I want you to report on that next week. Next but don't, <laughs> I think I will. Dry, we'll dive into that a little bit because I know games. The bus ride to Brookings, Jack's me home. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be studying. Yeah. The bus. Speaking of that. Why can't those boys get in the portal? I'm just kidding. South Dakota State has like it's like everybody returned, and they should be number one, and they are good, oh, yeah. and they are the defending champions. There's no question about it. The Jacks are a, a really good football team, but but uh, but don't you guys? I mean, I know that that quarterbacks get the limelight, backs, running backs at times, corners or secondary guys, linebackers. But I guess. Know, we, yeah, I I think you you might surprise yourself to see how. I mean, I don't consider linemen and those guys non-skilled players. It has become such a skilled position now. True. Uh, um, that I think you'd be surprised how many of those those kids transfer too. I mean, if you're the second tackle or third tackle and you know you can play and you're on Ohio State, you're going, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else because I want to play right now. Yeah. I bet you'd be surprised how many of those players uh, are transferring out. Because that, 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 yeah, that, to me, though, <laughs> contrary to opinion, is where games are won and lost still to me. College. Oh, 100%. Right, Derek? NFL, you name it. High school, you name it. You know? That's uh, that, that's. So I'm, I'm curious what the breakdown of positioning is on, on portal transfers from from me, uh, from yeah. the lineman on that. Uh, Derek, did you get any uh, – were you at the uh, the celebration? Uh, nah, you had the no, wedding. I had, yeah, I you had that. my own that's, celebration. I was at, yes. Yeah. The, uh, so, the boy got married, so and I was the officiant for that. That went well, and then – so I went out the next day, and maybe tomorrow we can play that around Dick Bramer. I had a nice conversation with Pablo Lopez and a few others, too. Yeah, we'll get, get some of that. It, it, it pretty good feeling, uh, Doc, when uh, when the Twins are in the postseason and they're, you know, poor, boy, did the, boy, did Minnesota pro sports need this. Of course, the Wild won a preseason game yesterday. Boy, when I saw that on my phone yesterday, just messing around on a getting TV fall. timeout, that was an icky feeling. I love hockey and all, but my heavens, this is, <laughs> leaves are just turning, <laughs> Docville. You know, let's 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 get down to it. The Twins are an okay team. You know, I mean, but I want to see them do something finally. I oh, mean, yeah. let's like get a playoff win, right? Like maybe a playoff series win. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just get down to it. I mean, they've been doing this for what three times out of the last five years or so. But do something with it. You know, that, now let's let's go. You know, let's get it done. And and they, and I think that's the question. Uh, do they have the firepower to do that? Um, I think they. Getting- I, I think they have the arms to put them in a position to do it. Yeah, as long as they have a situation where they don't have a piecemeal lineup like they did Saturday, the right. game I was at, and you know, Sonny Greg goes out there and pitches wow. a gem, and they don't Derek, help him out at all. Well, Derek, are you surprised? I Night mean, after. I mean, they probably didn't go no. to bed Friday. They no, Sonny Gray said he had a headache. You know, in the morning <laughs> when he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> two things since we tipped out into hockey, the uh, four starting out, 5-2 winners over Waterloo on uh, Friday, then uh, defeating the, the Des Moines Buccaneers 3-2 on Saturday. They've got a day with the Omaha Lancers coming up this Saturday at, uh, at uh, Shields Arena coming up there on that. And uh, the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks uh, hockey team, uh, they are home, Doc. October 7th against the University of Manitoba Bison. And they're home the entire month of October. How about that? Yeah. Calling it Hocktober. Hocktober. Or Hockeytober. I think uh, it would behoove you hockey fans out there. Uh, yeah, they got the Bisons coming up on uh, October 7th. And then home again. 
Milwaukee, and then you have Wisconsin, and then it's Minnesota, and then it's Minnesota State, Mankato, uh, and then it rolls right into um, Thanksgiving. Oh, I forgot. Well, they're at the first. Yeah, they've uh, got to Bemidji State at home. Bemidji uh, State, yep. Uh, and then the first weekend of December is Colorado College. Doc, uh, so what? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be huge. It's going to be good. Oh, look at the time fly. See, we got going with Doc on so many topics today. The time just flies. I was going to ask you the type of uh, uh, team Army will put on the ice in that icebreaker tournament Friday, October 13th. So. Physical. Physical? Got it. They're usually pretty physical. Yeah, got it. Doc, great stuff today. I wish, like we said, Mondays are just always full. That's why we're glad we have you for the roundtable. You're invited to swing by the noon show tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting live from Applebee's. Applebee's unveiling a new oh. uh, menu, by the way, uh, tomorrow. We'll be well, break, breaking that out. 13th Avenue. Oh. Not too far from us. Yeah. Not too far from you, really. Yeah. A minute oh. tw- a minute 12 drive from where Derek and I are sitting right here. I love doing shows with that. So you're invited to stop by. Have a little lunch. Maybe. You know, if, if I can get done in the office early enough, I may do that. Ah. Over and, yeah. That's where I take Mother Marge every Thursday night. Oh, look at that. Bring Mother Marge, bring ligaments and tendons. Doc, we're up against the clock. Uh, we got a break. We'll do it. See you next week. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you, Doc Phil, orthopedic surgeon. Our roundtable more next on the Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fan. 740 The Fan will highlight the best in high school sports each week with the fans' finest during the Jack Michael Show, noon to 1 p.m. Listen each week. Check out 740thefan.com and the fan social media to see the fans' finest. Brought to you by Cass Clay Creamery. Speaking of college football, so the uh, the Dragons fell in a tight one. Yeah. They, they had a, you know, kind of came down to that onside to try to get it back, but they, they really pushed it. Um, and the the Cobbers, uh, the Cobbers won on the road at, at St. Scholastica. On that, uh, I want to say Jack Strand completed, and I'm going to get this wrong, Derek, but I believe he tied a Dragon record and a Northern Sun record. This weekend, in a, despite a, obviously a losing effort in that game, but he tied a uh, a uh, record of, of completions. Yeah, a Dragon record and Northern Sun record, 45 completions. 45 mm. completions. 66 attempts. Wow. So that... Uh, yeah, ice that arm. <laughs> Rocco would have pulled him after 60. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not picking on Rocco. It's a joke. And happy birthday, by the way, Rocco. I think, isn't it his birthday today? Is it I really? Know, it might be. So it's his birthday a few days after he's his got twins. twins. How about yeah. That? Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Jack Strand uh, in, a, in, a, in a tough defeat uh, set a record for that. And the Cobbers, uh, what they have five rushing touchdowns, I believe, yeah. in that game. So good well, for Saint Scholastica. Their football program must be like a year old. I mean, they just yeah. started football. Yeah, but my friends went there. They just had soccer. That was their homecoming. So yeah, and I, I give them credit for getting that going. It's a. I saw Saint John's beat Bethel, which was something that they needed after that Whitewater loss that they right. gave away. So uh, MIC is always interesting that way when those two. Match up, so here we go. We have the uh, the latest stats. Top twenty five poll is out. No change at the top. South Dakota State sitting at number one. There was a little. I mean, I watched. Uh, I watched Idaho kind of flex their muscles against Sac State hmm. and uh, took down Sac State uh, in the Big Sky. But South Dakota State number one, followed by North Dakota State, Montana State three. Idaho moves to number four. William wow. and Mary five. Yeah, and Sac uh, dropped down to eight. North Dakota. 
uh, is now at number 12, was was idle this weekend, as was NDSU, Southern Illinois at 10, Youngstown State 23. Uh, the Bison, it's, it's homecoming week for North Dakota State, leading up to their game against South Dakota. And for, for UND, you know, it's the uh, it's not the Super Bowl, uh, but like the Daytona, you have the one of the larger games front-loaded in the Valley schedule uh, at South Dakota State. So we'll see uh, what, what Bubba has to say. Uh, tonight on KFGO Radio, uh, preparing for SDSU. It would be one thing, Derek, if if maybe the Jackrabbits were coming off a game and, you know, hard fought. But both teams are coming off open weeks. Yeah, all and, the Dakota schools had the yeah, weekend off. All the Dakota that, schools did. It's amazing how often that question is asked to me at the Twins and Vikings games. Like, oh, so you got the weekend off? I'm like, well, yeah. no, I'd be down here anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but it, it's just um, – I will say this because after the move to the FCS, that is talked about a lot more. I mean, they're getting noticed, and part of it was, you know, certainly at Target Field, the Jacks are just down there, so they right. So a lot of people were working, you know, like the Chuck, the guy who guards the media room and all whatever he was right. kind of asking about, about it because he obviously got to see a lot of blue and gold down there just the week before. It's a, uh, it's the gauntlet time. So you've had your open week now right. prior to conference time, and now it's just the push. Through your through your eight games and and you're just playing 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 and uh, gotta love it Derek uh, gotta love it uh, Dykehouse Stadium and in Brookings will all be on Saturday it's it's uh, it's a big burger to take a bite out of uh, but as we see in this game there's a lot of things that can happen that pigskin can bounce various ways you know, you can't uh, put a finger on all of it uh, uh thanks for uh thanks for letting me hang out at barnesville man that yeah, holly a- holly people are so great in barnesville we've done so much with these programs over the years Derek. uh for me to be able to go out there and just have some fun i call it just watching some great athletes and peter nat such a tremendous coach coach strand in in, in barnesville uh ryan just uh you know two great programs that's a good time and you know, obviously it's a emotional game with a battle for lee eklund's paddle and right. that whole thing so a lot of bonds there. You know, it's one of those things, too. It's much like kind of the triangle uh, rivalry there. Or I mean, almost like maybe you could add Pelican Rapids into it. I mean, the kids from DGF and Holly and Barnesville and Pelican, they all know each other so well, <laughs> right? right? So, And that's kind of what happens. So there's a lot of pride being played in that game. Barnesville sure. couldn't have, your hometown couldn't have packed any more yeah, it's, uh, into a Friday night game. They, it's, it's an event. It, it was homecoming. <laughs> I mean, like you said, the battle for Lee's Paddle with Holly in town. The 2010 runner-up team got uh, recognized. The track and field teams and football yeah. teams recognized. 82 track and field team. Yeah. All of that recognized over there. Yeah. I, I, I bumped the Wall into, of Fame. I bumped into a friend of ours. Did you go see Al Ahmed on the Wall of Fame? I, 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 was, I wanted to. I got there early enough, but I was, I was over by the popcorn and the hot dogs. and. <laughs> this and is a shocking development. Hanging with the integers a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to be name-dropping here. Aaron set us up real well. Well, it's hard not to name-drop integer after the state championship game that Tate, <laughs> Brett right? and Holly's son, had last year. Right? Yeah. yeah. I shook his hand, too. Big guy. Tate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah big guy. Bumped into a friend of ours whose son uh, wasn't old enough to drive. So had to take him to homecoming and pick him up after that. Oh, sure. I thought, oh, there you go. Common Man coming up next. The uh, Twins are off today. Uh, They'll resume tomorrow action uh, against the A's. Stick around. Common next on the fan.